Good morning, Greg. How are you doing today? Hello, Errol. I'm doing very well. Wow, what a subject and finally a book. And I know how easy it is. We can all just go to Google or Yahoo and, and, and just get this information. But this is a physical book. This is something that we can plant in our hands and we can learn about the roots of what we this, this is our Beatles moment Wi-Fi. That's right. <laughs> to put this book together, though, Greg, I mean, I mean, I mean, you've got years of experience and a lot of entanglements here. Yeah, I was very privileged to kind of be, uh, you know, at the center of this industry from the very beginning. Um, it was, uh, you know, I, I it was a proposal, a technical proposal that I put together uh, back in 1993, along with two co-authors that that got adopted by the industry as the foundation for what became the Wi-Fi standard. And, you know, I ended up being a vice president of technology for the the Wi-Fi Alliance, which is an organization, you know, of over 800 uh, member companies. It's the 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 international uh, network of companies that bring you Wi-Fi. That's the the tagline of that organization. And I I served as vice president of technology for 16 years for that organization. So I've I've had a front row seat to the <laughs> Wi-Fi explosion. Uh, it was it's really been a fun joyride. Don't you love new beginnings like that? Because I remember back in 2012 when I went to iHeartRadio and I said, look, I want to do this thing called podcasting, but I wanted to do it for the advertisers. And they they go, I don't know what you're doing. Just keep doing it. We'll figure it out. I mean, you were at the beginning of that as well. Yeah. It, you know, I mean, Wi-Fi ends up supporting, uh, you know, all these different applications, right. you know, like like Internet TV, you know, Netflix. Netflix probably would not be the the entertainment behemoth that they are if it wasn't for Wi-Fi, because it was putting Wi-Fi into television sets that uh, allowed, uh, you know, Netflix, Netflix and Hulu, et cetera, to all take off. So, yeah, I mean, it's amazing how all these other technology developments, um, you know, at least from my vantage point, if I... If I look at them all, I see, you know, Wi-Fi is behind the, the success of that. Well, I can't imagine what you went through as a creative person in the way that how did you expand that? Because you're right. We do watch a lot of Netflix and Hulu. I'm also in the studio while my wife is watching TV. I mean, you can put a bunch of stuff going through this Wi-Fi. How, that, that couldn't have been an easy journey. Yeah. So, you know, Wi-Fi, it, it, it came out of a... a um, a radical FCC experiment back in 1985, where they they essentially deregulated some of the airwaves to allow uh, low power uh, devices to to operate in in those uh, now deregulated uh, bands, and um, it it was a radical experiment that now has ended up succeeding beyond their wildest dreams, right? Um, but the real challenge was that since these since the 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 part of the airwaves that these devices are operating in uh, isn't licensed like the cellular companies yeah. own you know they basically own a license since it's unlicensed that means that there's there's the potential of interfering devices uh and uh that has been a major challenge for the technology to to be able to operate effectively and reliably even in the presence of interference um, but the the industry you know a lot of very talented people you know within the within the industry got together and uh, you know came up with the Wi-Fi standard and uh, it keeps on it keeps on being enhanced and improved and uh, you know it's now been very successful that 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 standard that you guys created would that be your version of what the Federal Communications Commission would do because I, I'm still shocked that the FCC has not jumped on this because people are doing things and saying things using Wi-Fi as a tool 
Yeah, no, the 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 government doesn't want to actually develop really? technologies like that. They want to kind of set the stage to allow technologies to develop. And, uh, you know, they're not always successful with that, but certainly with uh, with what they did uh, to enable Wi-Fi, uh, they, it was a very, very successful experiment. Did it simplify or create confusion? Because, I mean, there's still people today that I, I talk about Wi-Fi and they just, you know, th- that's all they've known in their life. It, well, what do you mean you had a cord going to your TV set? Yeah, we did. Right. <laughs> right. Um, yeah. So it's, you know, the the advances in Wi-Fi have allowed it to go into lots of different types of devices. You know, I mean, it's in not just TVs, but, you know, thermostats I yes. mean, factor, factory robots. Um, and uh, yeah, people take it for granted. People, I don't think they even realize they're using it when they're using it. Um, it supports over half of all internet traffic. Um, and so it's it's something that people often uh, think Wi-Fi is just a synonym for the internet because that's all they know is how they how they connect to the internet. Here's an everyday question. Why Wi-Fi? What, where'd that name come from? What does it mean? So, um, you know, we started the uh, the organization, the Wi-Fi Alliance, uh, to to uh, you know promote and advance this technology back in 1999, and the name Wi-Fi didn't exist. I mean, the name for this technology back then, believe it or not, was IEEE 802.11b <laughs> High Rate Wireless LAN. I mean, what a mouthful! You know, not exactly a consumer-friendly name. So uh, the the first thing that we did was to hire a branding company to help us come up with a consumer-friendly name that we could use so that, that, that people knew what this was all about. And they came up with a bunch of proposals. Uh, you know, like what, one of the ideas they came up with was Dragonfly. I mean, can, can you imagine, you know, a free Dragonfly at this hotel, you know? Um, and uh, But one of the names is Wi-Fi. You know, I, I actually, when we were considering the the possibilities there, um, I took that list of, of uh, potential names uh, and I, I tried them out against my two daughters at the time, trying to see you know what the next generation would think of these these uh, brand names. And uh, they both liked Wi-Fi. They couldn't explain why they oh. liked it, but uh, um, I'd like to say that my daughters had a role. Of course, I, you know my my friends who were in you know forming this organization along with me they also liked wi-fi but i I like to say my daughters had a hand in coming up with that name i'll tell you one of the ways that it changed my life forever was i'm an rver i've been out there in those campgrounds for years and all of a sudden you mean we can have wi-fi in our rv that changed everything dude right and you probably watch you know your your streaming video I do. uh i do with that i do i even do my radio shows from there be i mean because yeah. I, I got wi-fi i can just shoot it out there you go <laughs> it's i mean it's like the, the power that you have created or given us the power to be able to do things with it i mean it, it had to have been one of those moments like like they sat down with a with a batman and robin story and said we're going to create a story that's going to last 100 or 150 years well, I, I I like to think that Wi-Fi is is not going to disappear from our lives anytime right. soon. Um, you know, uh, sometimes technology comes in, a new technology comes in to replace an existing technology. But, uh, you know, with 18 billion devices uh, out there in the world uh, and, and with Wi-Fi uh, continually being enhanced and expanded and made faster and better, 
Um, I don't think it's going to disappear anytime soon. Let's play the what if game. What if China had succeeded with a Wi-Fi shutout? And listeners don't understand this story, but man, you talk about it in this book. Yeah, so uh, China, you know, I mean, Wi-Fi is a global phenomenon, right? But China, uh, back in around 2005, they were they were resisting because wow. they had developed a, a competing technology that they they wanted to use in China, and um, in fact, they they were disallowing the the use of iPhones for a while simply because the iPhones incorporated Wi-Fi. Um, but uh, eventually, through some uh, diplomatic pressure and some some technical pressure put on by the Wi-Fi proponents, uh, you know, we ended up convincing the Chinese government that they should that they should open it open up their country and and enjoy the benefits of Wi-Fi along with the rest of the world. And so, um, yeah, that's a that's a pretty interesting section of the book. The, when it comes to to Wi-Fi, are we using it right? Because there are so many times people go, well, I can't get the Wi-Fi in my bedroom. I can't get it here. I can't get it there. And it's like, how many things are blocking it? Is, is it like FM? And, it, and once it hits a wall, it just falls to the floor? No, it goes through walls, but it doesn't go through, you know, uh, too many walls. Yeah. The and that's that's by design, right? Um, I mean, the the FCC only allows devices to to operate in these unlicensed bands if they use relatively low power. I mean, you can't you can't uh, you know. I mean, think of the the amount of power that a, a cellular uh, transmission tower puts out to you know go you know miles away to hit some phone wi-fi isn't like that it and um but that's by design and it's uh it's what allows us to set up all these independent networks without interfering with yeah, each other yeah so yeah sometimes yeah so sometimes you know you'll be trying to go through too many walls but there's wi-fi repeaters and there's uh you know mesh wi-fi systems out there that that solve that problem uh, people just need to uh, be aware of uh, what things are on the market to help them with their installations. Look at how many companies really cashed in on this. And it, what I mean by that is, I mean, my, my own cable company was was trying to sell me their Wi-Fi. And even when I go to a convention center to do a wedding show, I mean, you got, you got to tap into their Wi-Fi. You're, you're not going to pick up your own. Right. Well, it, it has to get set up at the particular venue. And uh, so, you know, that makes sense what you just described there. Um, but the thing is that it's universal. I mean, it's, you know, your device is going to communicate with their Wi-Fi right. installation right. because it's a worldwide standard, because all of these devices are implementing exactly the same thing. And they, I mean, the word we use in the industry is they all interoperate. And that's been a very, a major focus of every Everybody in, in the Wi-Fi industry is to to make sure that these devices uh, all interoperate properly and that uh, it just works. You know what? You bring up a very interesting point. How does it work? Because, I mean, every computer has its own unique style to it. It's by probably different makers, but yet it all taps into Wi-Fi. I mean, that, that to me yeah. is like, I mean, that's communication. Yeah, it's like Wi-Fi has become the universal language for all these things. So the, I mean, the important thing there. Um, you know, the, the, the word that we, we use that we engineers use for this stuff is the protocols that it's, it's the kind of the language that the devices use as they're communicating with each other and all the rules about, you know, who can transmit when, and, uh, you know, how do I, how do I get my data to the specific 
um, you know, person that I, I wanted to go to. All of those things are specified in detail in the Wi-Fi specification. And so, um, and then these devices are put through a certification process. There's there's 12 um, certification labs all over the world wow. in, in Europe, in the US, in, in Asia, you know, in India, in Japan. And uh, so these devices are put through certification tests to make sure that they interoperate with each other properly um, before they go on the market. So, um, you know, it's a, it's a lot of work to accomplish that. And, uh, you know, I'm glad that you see that it actually is working. Did you ever dream that someone's robot lawnmower would need Wi-Fi? Because my neighbor has one every freaking day and it's, it's like, oh my God, he doesn't even have to mow his lawn anymore, but it's because of a Wi-Fi signal. Yeah, today today that doesn't surprise me, but um, it was it was very exciting when that stuff first started coming out, you know. And we realized, oh boy, this this uh, humble technology we've developed is really going to explode into some interesting areas. Now, how about this new jet that the the U.S. Air Force is using? Is it is it Wi-Fi that has the AI capability of this thing, where it's an unmanned mission? Oh, that I don't know. Um, I, I'm not sure what uh, you know. Certainly, Wi-Fi is in is in jet. I mean, it's in commercial jets, yeah, right? Yeah. I mean, you can you can connect to the Wi-Fi in commercial jets. Um, you know, the Defense Department probably uses their own uh, you know specialized stuff for various things, but uh, um, certainly they use a Wi-Fi. In fact, Wi-Fi is used on the on the International Space Station. Oh my God! You know, it's gonna it's gonna be it's gonna be used on the moon to to connect uh, you know a a base to a it's, it's rovers as they're, you know, like your friend's lawnmower, except they're going to be rovers on the moon. God, I wish I could have been in that meeting where you guys have done all these tests and then you're sitting around this gigantic table and they go, it works. It works. This is going to change lives. <laughs> It's been a fun ride, I tell you. <laughs> now, one of the things that fascinates with me, and I, and I love studying business, and, and the fact that you guys created the Wi-Fi Alliance, it reminds me so much of how Clear Channel came together because it was a bunch of radio stations that came together as one. Then it became iHeartRadio. I love that story. I mean, to, to, to bring Wi-Fi, the Wi-Fi Alliance together, I mean, you can't get five doctors to agree to one commercial. How do you guys agree? Right. Um, it's it's amazing. The and and of course these companies are competitors of each other, and so uh, you know all of all of the uh, the work within the Wi-Fi Alliance has to be kind of tightly controlled under under uh, you know Federal Trade Commission yeah. um, um, you know requirements to make sure that they're they're that it's uh, just focused on the technology, but everybody realizes that if all this stuff works together it's a bigger market for everybody i mean it's like you know the if the as the pie gets bigger you know every individual piece gets bigger and so all these companies realize that by cooperating uh on this technology initiative that they'll be able to all build products and everybody will end up making money. The book we're talking about is Beyond Everywhere. And, and listeners need to understand, this is not a book for nerds. No, 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 no. This book has a lot of great stuff in it. For instance, like the FBI sting. Oh, my God. When I came across that, it was like, what? What? Yeah, that surprises people. I mean, the the very opening chapter of the book is about an FBI sting <laughs> yes. operation at the Chicago Board of Trade against these corrupt commodity traders, and that that resulted in the federal government requiring that they change their system to a network of wireless handheld trading terminals, 
And that that system ended up being a major progenitor of Wi-Fi. A lot of the ideas that ended up in Wi-Fi came out of that project. <laughs> I, I just I love it, the, the, the way that everybody just came together as one. Every business is somehow, some way connected by Wi-Fi. They sure are. That and uh, and it's just you know it keeps on expanding. Yeah. I mean, now one of the one of the exciting things that's happening is that there's a, a you know new generation of Wi-Fi that the all the sports stadiums are installing. You know, it supports your really dense environments. You know, tens of thousands of of people and their and all their devices. Uh, allows the sports fans to, you know, be at the game and to watch their video replays and to and to send videos to their friends who aren't at the stadium with them. Um, you know, the the cellular networks have a problem dealing with that kind of a massive deployment. Yeah, yeah. But the the stadiums are putting in this new generation of Wi-Fi, and it's going to be great for the fans. Well, you you can see that that's working even with our own smartphones because we keep getting these emails that say connect up to your Wi-Fi. You know, if you're going to make a phone call, make it through the Wi-Fi. And it's like I'm going, oh my god. Ah, the cellular world is changing, you know, not for the good. Well, you know, the, the cellular technology keeps advancing, but Wi-Fi has, you know, from the very beginning, it's kind of been the the communication method of choice for people to access the Internet. I mean, you know, people think of Wi-Fi as just being a synonym for the Internet. And um, so, uh, I mean, it's amazing. Even in cell phones, uh, Wi-Fi is used predominantly for the Internet traffic. Now, I can talk about this because I'm not physically attracted to a radio station, but the, the people meter when it comes to ratings is is because of Wi-Fi. And I love the idea that people can be walking by somebody who has a podcast on and it picks this stuff up and it generates the information that we need for our, for our sellers to go out and buy advertising. I mean, that's how powerful your tool has become to us. Well, it's been it's been a tremendous amount of fun doing this. I mean, I, I, I tell you, it's uh, I mean, you, you know, in in the book and beyond everywhere, um, you know, it's it's pretty much my story because I, I was privileged to have this central role in the Wi-Fi industry for like 30 years. Um, and uh, so it's my story, but I, I, hopefully I've communicated the the amount of uh, joy that we all experienced as we were working on, and the hard work, and the and the trials, and the and the the uh, the problems we had to overcome. But uh, by and large, the story is one of uh, just a. a, a joyous happiness at the success as we saw this thing explode across the planet. What's the one thing that you learned? It was your shock and awe moment. So I think when we saw in the early 2000s, when Wi-Fi started becoming a cultural phenomenon, not just a technology, you know, it started to be the answer to New York Times crossword puzzle clues. <laughs> and it started to be started to be a Jeopardy question. You know, it was it was in New Yorker cartoons. You know, it was in sitcom dialogues. And, um, you know, we're sitting there, you know, watching this and saying, OK, this is going to be kind of fun. <laughs> Greg, you got to come back to this show anytime in the future. The door is always going to be open for you. Oh, it'd be my pleasure. Excellent. Well, thank you for your technology, your brilliance, and the art of sharing what you have discovered. Well, thank you very much, Arrow. Well, you be brilliant today, okay, sir? I'll try.